Hello, friends. Uh, it's your Chapo for this week, and I will not delay at all because we are going to jump right into what is possibly our most exclusive and top secret interview ever conducted on this show or perhaps any other. We are observing the highest levels of OPSEC at the moment. We are speaking uh, through VPN Tor browser on a submarine underneath the Arctic Ocean. It's the only way we could arrange uh, OPSEC and comms secure enough for this. But um, we've got an amazing guest for you, probably the most important figure in the world of journalism at the moment. I'm speaking, of course, about QAnon, the secret insider who is exposing the truth behind the lies of our reality. Q. New transmission. Q. Exclamation. One, 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 seven, Z, Z, top. Are you awake? What is happening? It's happening. The left is now being destroyed by the right which is also being destroyed. Pay attention, Kanye West. Look for yourself. Open your eyes. Only your eyes can be used for you to see. Q. Mr. Mr. Q, um, you have captivated the imagination of the world with your uh, insider access. People like to speculate who you are. You have coined the hashtag follow the white rabbit. So Mr. Q, what is the white rabbit and where is he leading us? Q, exclamation point, hashtag ZZ15, colon operation, white rabbit. Ask yourself, coincidence? HRC, spirit cooking. White rabbit? Rabbit stew. White rabbit? Mad hatter. Look to the hat. Look to the wig. The toupee. The deep state knows. Open the sources. Ask why. Then ask what. Never ask how. Q. Oh, the, the toupee could be Donald Trump. I mean, that, I, I found that very illuminating. Um, uh, Q, I want to ask you uh, about something uh, that was posted, that you posted yesterday. Uh, it says here, happened, not public, debate how to handle, buying time, toxic, dangerous, threats, Q. Q, what were you referring to in that post? Q, transmission, reply, ID, 1115, rug on the floor, debate, ongoing. How to handle toxic. These transmissions available as Hallmark cards for conspiratorial relatives. Ask yourself Q transmission to welcome new child into the world. Q available wherever you buy greeting cards. Oh, okay. I think I think I can decipher this one. The new child in the world is Kanye birthing himself as a new child wearing the MAGA hat. And Hallmark, what, what, what is originally Hallmark is something referred to with gold smelting yeah what does kanye have a lot of gold records oh um, yeah oh i i think what people uh are interested in is um you know your posts again um have eerie foresight into things that are happening around us things that you predict will happen and then come true uh, rather uncannily but you seem to be hinting that you know uh, a storm is gathering that something big is coming that you know eventually Donald Trump will be revealed as fighting true evil. Can you give us a hint of this storm and this conflagration that's coming? New transmission. 10, 1, colon, 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 colon. North Korea, the key. 500,000 airplanes full of 6 million indictments flying back and forth on a regular <laughs> daily nonstop route from San Francisco to Pyongyang. Hussein knows. Ask Hussein. Cosby. All there, coming. Red carpet. Think. Victory has happened. We have already won. You are not a loser. You are not a loser. 
You are smart. Keep thinking. <laughs> Uh, this victory that's already happened, I, I assume, I mean, again, uh, if you've been paying attention to the QAnon post, QAnon, the most important uh, newsmaker in the media, uh, I, I assume you're referring to the fact that um, Barack Hussein Obama, his wife, uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton and everyone around them and probably 90 percent of the celebrities in Hollywood have already been arrested and prosecuted for child sacrifice and molestation. Um, when can we expect them to be punished for these crimes? New transmission. Arrests already happened. Arrests 10 years ago. 10 years. Go back. 10 years. 10 years gone. Classic. Show trials. Guillotine. Massive show trials. Hillary Clinton being pied in the face. Cute. Q, I want to thank you so much for your time and you know risking uh, your life to uh, to bring us these important messages to the world. Um, I just think uh, everyone should uh, stay safe, follow you, interpret the very obvious meanings of these transmissions, and apply them to their lives, and not trust any other source of information that they may see Final out there. Transmission. Even number Q, Guy Fieri, Flaming Cheeto, ask. Ask question. Question cannot be questioned unless asked. Trust, plan, sky, event, fast food, Wendy's. Honey, honey, you've got it, honey. Stop. Not done. Transmission. Honey, enough. I need to download my shows. <laughs> I need more time. Transmitting, transmitting, urgent communication. Mom, stop. Leave alone. Honey, get. it's time that you get off of this business with your Q stuff. Stop, mom. Stop, mom. Stop. <laughs> Truth happening. Well, you know, if you earned a living, then we wouldn't have to. Shut up. Shut up. POTUS true. POTUS going. Highest. Highest. <laughs> highest levels. The Hierophants. Arrow. Answers there. Honey, I'm gonna have to call John. King Kong. Q. TBS. Five minutes after the hour. Ted Turner. Ask yourself. Billboard. Georgia Guidestones. Q. Get off the goddamn internet! Shut up, Mom. Okay, we are back. Um, that was our interview with QAnon, the man at the center of the storm, the eye of the storm, if you will. But that's not all. Uh, this week, we also have another guest for you. It's uh, returning champion Will Summer of Right Richter, the Right Richter newsletter. Come to uh, check in and follow up on some old friends. Will, how's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Good to be back in the trap. Always good to have another will on my side. Where, the, where, there's a, where there is a will, there's a way. Where there's two wills, it's a great damn podcast. Now, uh, Will, I want to I begin with some, uh, some breaking news from this morning. Uh, I saw you covering it just when I got up today, and it was extraordinary. I'm referring, of course, to the, uh, this morning's congressional testimony by Diamond and Silk, by conservative uh, Facebook celebrities, Diamond and Silk. Can you explain to us who Diamond and Silk are and why they were testifying before Congress? Absolutely. So Diamond and Silk are these, these two African-American women who really love Trump or purport to love Trump. 
and they sort of rose to fame uh, through the Trump campaign, which was uh, they would record these Facebook videos. And, and people may recognize these videos. There's always a woman drinking like a, like a bright like blue cocktail. And they kind of go on and on about Trump. And so more recently, they claimed that Facebook was censoring them or counting them down in the algorithm. It, this all turned out to be total, t- totally bogus. They were claiming Facebook wasn't talking to us, all this stuff. You know, it, it's really not true. Nevertheless, Republicans like Louis Gohmert have latched onto this. And so they had them down to Congress to discuss uh, Facebook's ostensible bias and, you know, uh, covering up the videos of Diamond and Silk. Well, I remember during the Zuckerberg hearing, like people like Louis Gohmert made an issue of Diamond and Silk's supposed they were locked out of Facebook or they couldn't post their videos for an hour or something. And this was uh, evidence of Facebook's nefarious liberal bias and censorship of conservative views. So they're actually following up on this and having Diamond and Silk testify in front of Congress. Yeah, I mean, they, they made a whole hearing out of it. Uh, the Republicans were, you know, they saw this as a big injustice against Diamond and Silk. But Diamond and Silk may have inadvertently lied to Congress. So th- <laughs> well, there, there's, a, there's a twist there. That is the amazing thing. Okay, so the issue at hand is they were asked if they had ever been paid by the Trump campaign. Yeah, exactly. And so the uh, this has been reported in the past. And so the, these Democrats came aware of this. There's a $1,200, maybe $1,300 payment reported in the FEC filings that the Trump campaign paid Diamond and Silk for field consulting. And so one of the Democrats asked Diamond and Silk about it. And they said, no, we have never been paid by the Trump campaign. But I mean, this is public information. And so then another Democrat said, you know, do you know you're under oath? And do you know what an FCC, FEC filing is? And they're, they're sort of this diamond silk are like, yes. <laughs> and then they called the FEC filing fake news and claimed that they had only been reimbursed for uh, travel expenses. So, you know, it's either you believe Trump or diamond and silk. It's uh, it was Representative uh, Hakeem Jeffries um, explained to them that in the Trump campaign's own FEC filings, they uh, record a payment of like $1,300 to Diamond and Silk. And uh, he asked them if they were aware they were under oath and subject to the penalty of perjury. Diamond and Silk responded, yes, we are aware of that. They again addressed the FEC filing and said, we are familiar with that particular lie. We can see that you do fall for fake news. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a contentious hearing. And uh, so, yeah, I like the idea that like we now live, there is no more sort of consensual reality for anyone. Like FEC filings filed by the Trump campaign itself are now retroactively fake news to Diamond and Silk. Yeah, I mean, Hakeem Jeffries is saying, like, you know, who are we to believe? You know, you guys are saying that, you know, you love Trump, but you're saying his FEC filings all wrong. And uh, obviously, you know, they aren't going to be pursued for perjury or anything. But, uh, but you know, it's sort of their disappearance backfired on Diamond and Silk. Why aren't they going to be <laughs> prosecuted <laughs> for perjury? They clearly just lied to Congress. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel like the Democrats uh, don't really have an appetite to uh, pursue to uh, Facebook personalities. I mean, but, it's not a big you know, deal, but the, uh, it, it, Ted Lieu, I think, summed up the hearing. He's, he, he took the mic and he just said, I just want to say this is a ridiculous and pointless hearing. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, with the Benghazi hearings and now the Diamond and Silk hearings, uh, Congress has now hold, held two hearings about mods. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like. What I, what I love about the Diamond and Silk story is that, like, their videos are pitched to the Louis Gohmerts of the world, except Louis Gohmert is actually in Congress and takes it seriously. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these guys, like, clearly, you know, as we saw at the previous hearing when they came up so much, I mean, these people are Diamond and Silk fans, and they, they're taking it personally that Diamond and Silk, you know, are, are supposedly getting their videos downranked. 
and and like they they feel strongly about it because you know diamond and silk are two uh african-american ladies and you know their big thing is like you know trump's not racist like you know we support them or whatever so they they really love having the diamond and silk brand on their side yeah exactly i mean after the hearing was over some of the cameras were still on and you know the congressman rushed over to diamond and silk and like everyone's posing for selfies and all that so i mean they're, they're they're big stars with these guys oh my god yeah, so Diamond and Silk, they have, uh, as far as I understand it, they make a lot of money through merchandising. Uh, you can go on their store and buy some of the shittiest wine glasses I've ever seen. But I just went on and I found this. They're selling for $2 a song they made called Trump's Yo President. And I want to play, there's a free excerpt, and I, wanna, I just want to play it. I've not heard this. <laughs> wow wow uh, you, pierre born produced that it's incredible um yeah uh the, i mean the, the last thing of note that i want to talk about diamond and silk is um twitter user honored spirit uh did come up with an a diamond and silk video where they endorse um, actual neo-Nazi Paul Nealon's uh, run for Congress. Did you see that? Yeah, it, it is haunting. Yeah, and this was, this was before Nealon went, like, you know, complete swastika. This is when he was just having a half-normal one. Okay. <laughs> so, like, they are sort of... Uh, mercenary in that like they're probably paid for these endorsements oh yeah neil had paid them oh, yeah they okay. were definitely like, paid yeah okay so this is what they do like they they accept money for political endorsements and the trump campaign apparently paid them to do field work for them but that's what's incredible is they only paid them like thirteen hundred dollars neil had paid them about seven thousand really yes wow so, I mean, if I was going to lie to Congress, it would probably have to be for something more than $1,300. Well, you know, I, I think what's great about this, this whole thing is that uh, there's only going to be more of it. Daryl Issa says, you know, they're going to have Diamond and Silk back. And someone expressed an interest in having the Gateway Pundit speak as well. So yes, this is just yes, yes. I know. I think that was Gomert. I think Gomert said, like, yeah. I wish the committee could have the same conversations I've had with the Gateway Pundit because they've been very productive. <laughs> yeah, uh, guys, we need to bring in the Gateway Pundit, uh, the foosball buffoon, uh, the, the diabetic volunteerist. You know, all my guys, all my guys who have had really productive conversations. Uh, with. Jim Hoff, the Gateway Pundit, is gonna, testimony before Congress is going to blow the lid off the CPAP sleeping aid uh, racket. <laughs> Moving on, Will, uh, I did mention that we, of course, just did conduct the most exclusive interview in, of all media of all time with QAnon, the uh, deep, deep source inside the White House that is giving us the truth uh, about the world that we live in. Now, just a couple of weeks ago, there was a big, there was a Q, I won't say big, but there was a QAnon march in Washington, D.C., could you tell us a little about that? Yeah, I mean, guys, this was like one of the, the most surreal things I've ever seen. Um, these uh, the QAnon true believers had a had a rally outside the White House and kind of marched up and down Pennsylvania Avenue. And it was truly bizarre. Uh, these were maybe roughly 200 people and they had signs that were all like QAnon slogans and they were chanting like, who is Q? And, uh, you know, there, there are these weird kind of like weird syntax, uh, 
QAnon slogans like where we go one, we go all. And uh, they were really riled up about Q. I have a I, I remember your coverage of the Pizzagate rally in D.C. Um, now, my memory of Pizzagate was that it was sort of like it was a combination of like some dumb teacots, uh, some alt light type people. And then some people like David Seaman, who were just cranks, who were kind of like didn't really have an ideology attached to and were just sort of like long-standing cranks with QAnon, it seems to be it, it's mostly teacot type people was that but did you see a lot of overlap between the two rallies yeah i mean i i would say QAnon, like obviously it like has kind of subsumed pizzagate but mm-hmm. like with QAnon, i think it's much more exclusively like boomers like maga boomers yeah. who have like moved into more conspiracy minded stuff i mean did you, like did you talk to any of these people about why they were coming out for q yeah i mean it, it, everyone had some very uh some very intense stories i mean there were people talking about uh you know how they think you know someone claimed q is going to uh cure autism and cancer this year hmm. uh people were I mean, they're just dude. like there are people who like love trump and like got queued into QAnon uh, sort of through, you know, Twitter and uh, like they're real riled up. I mean, I, I know some people personally who are very uh, into uh, Liberty Treehouse or conservative treehouse, which is where a lot of these kind of like Internet sleuths hang out. Dude, if you want to blow the lid off this fucking thing, come to Liberty Ball Pit. <laughs> we will be meeting at the I, McDonald's I, I, play, place to, to play place to talk about these indictments coming down on three trillion pedophiles. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, these guys are like, you, you know, they're, they're the QAnon crew is very like they found all the unsealed indictments in different courthouses. And like they're presumably for like very boring, like drug or gun trials. But they're convinced that these are indictments for like real, like high ranking world leaders and. Uh, I mean, these, these people really like felt very strongly that, uh, you know, 2018 is the year uh, QAnon sends uh, like Obama to Gitmo. Yeah, well, I mean, that is the fascinating thing to me about the, the QAnon like character and conspiracy theory is that it has it has, like you mentioned, it is basically just absorbed Pizzagate like the Borg. And it is now this like all encompassing conspiracy where like everything's. Everything is a breadcrumb leading you down this trail of following the right rabbit. A storm is gathering and everything is pointing in this cryptic direction. But what's fascinating to me about it to the people who believe in it and are adherents of it is that it is the, it is the way in which they can process the fact that their guy, Donald Trump, is in charge of everything now. But yet <laughs> nothing has happened in terms of like the satanic pedophile conspiracy that he's supposedly fighting. And that way it's like they can it, it's everything that QAnon is like, yes, all of this is happening, but it's happening secretly. So hence you get the idea that celebrities have been secretly arrested and are now wearing ankle monitors. So like did yeah. you ta- did you talk to any of these people or try to get to like the, the the bottom of this cognitive dissonance where it's like the people the the person that they trust and believe in is in charge of the federal government but yet their enemies aren't being outed as the you know satanic child molesters Well I mean I mean that's the beauty of QAnon right is that like you know it, it, as far as they know or or believe all this stuff really is happening and it's just like you know like like Mueller is working with Trump to get Hillary and uh you know all these people are being arrested and Wait, I so mean, you, you the, can, the Mueller it, investigation is is actually Robert Mueller helping Trump to expose Hillary Clinton Ooh, what a time. yeah it's like a ruse it's like Hillary's like oh great Mueller's after Trump but like really Trump and Mueller are like we're gonna get her Classic um, and, you know, turn. speaking of like the way like they fold in I mean like literally every event in the news like there was a 
there was a uh, power outage at this big uh, consumer electronics fair, and they were like, well, they were probably snatching some Silicon Valley pedos. Or, um, <laughs> or like the, the recent uh, death of Avicii, the DJ. Um, oh, that right. has been folded into the idea that Avicii was like blowing the lid on Pizzagate, and so he had to be killed. Damn. Okay. Uh, that, yeah, that, that Wake Me Up song. I mean, Wake Me Up? Come on. But like, will like, do you follow like the? I mean, the QAnon narrative as much as it can be followed because it is just sort of like the schizophrenic ramblings of you know a deeply unstable person or troll. Like, do you follow? Like, is there a narrative that can be followed and that has uh, evolved or taken on new dimensions since this thing started burbling up? Well, yeah, I mean, so, you know, every couple of weeks, like the QAnon crew and, and, and like it's important to note, there's like a billion different factions in terms of like the interpretation of QAnon clues. And so every couple of weeks, people will get like really hyped up about something. I mean, like the latest one was this idea of this secret video that showed Hillary Clinton and Huma like wearing a child's face and all this stuff. And so, I mean, that was the, that was like wearing the big, the a child's thing. face like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, exactly. Were they exactly. sharing it, sort of passing it back and forth between each other? Yeah, I mean, supposedly that's what the video shows. And uh, Snopes <laughs> looked into this and it was actually it was an image. It was like a still image that was taken from a D.C. restaurant and kind of some filters were applied to it. I, I, I like this because it's like season one of True Detective. But, um, <laughs> you know, saying true to the formula, the main detectives are drunken losers who don't have any friends but just <laughs> no other competency or ability or intelligence or anything it's it reminds me of do you guys remember ARGs yeah oh yeah <laughs> no what is it ARGs they were they were things that like they would pop up on forums and shit and they would be like a cryptic website that you would find in a video game or something alternate reality game yeah and you'd go to it and it would be like you you have to follow through a bunch of like weird riddles and sort of puzzles and even games like pl platformer games and you would get more clues and then it would you would get to another website and be like oh this is a cult but it was actually part of a marketing campaign for like you know fucking AI. yeah ai was or like one. doritos or something doritos or fucking yeah uh portal 2 and it was people on forums loved them because it was they were they were very time consuming games for like it guys who yeah like knew what all this squiggly programming language meant <laughs> but it was like it was at least like a linear path like there was a right and wrong way to do it where you could figure out but this is just like it's like they're building an arg in real time for each other that has no beginning middle or end <laughs> wait what if this is actually a promotional arg for comet ping pong <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, no, I feel bad for these people because they just can't own up to the fact that in 2016 they were wrong, that they voted for the wrong guy. And if you had wanted to elect someone who was going to take down the global pedophile ring, you should have voted for Evan McMullen. <laughs> Evan McMullen has never had sex, period, yeah. and will never. I mean, I, I guess it reminds me of like, uh, like a certain similar psychological dynamic takes place you know, on the Democrat or liberal or left side, I because, you know, I remember with Obama, the line was whenever whenever it would seem like he was capitulating in a cowardly and counterproductive way to the Republicans, his biggest defenders would be like, oh, just, pff, you're playing checkers. He's playing chess. You know, he's seeing 10 moves ahead. And of course, the 10 moves ahead were like, you know, ditching the public option from Obamacare. Yeah. 
but like because this is on the right it's obviously a million times more crazy but it i think it does capture the same kind of uh coping mechanisms that supporters of politicians go through when they fail to deliver on the things that matter dearest to them in this case again a global satanic child pedophilia child rape conspiracy yeah yeah it's kind of an extreme example of that i mean like exactly like whenever your candidate gets elected like you're not going to get the things you want and that's how these people are coping with it but but in this case like they wanted hillary clinton arrested and so you know you think QAnon's real like well she's already been arrested and that's why they're always scrutinizing her pant leg to see if she's wearing an ankle bracelet (laughs) and stuff like that well Um, i mean i i brought this up like uh because like i said this is not exclusively the province of the right I came across this. Uh, I went to Barnes and Noble the other day before I went to a movie, and I, you know, like to check what books are out on the the big table out front. And one of them was this book called The List by Amy Siskind. Will, are you familiar with Amy Siskind? Uh, the name sounds familiar. I, I, I don't think so. She is a uh, she like, was a puma. Yes, in yeah. two thousand eight. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, she, she was one of the party unity my ass people. She's sort of this really uh, corporate. Yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, she's like a like you know this. She she's apparently lectures on girls on how to become leaders, and she's very into like women in politics so much so that in two thousand eight she voted for uh, McCain Palin because she thought Obama was so mean to Hillary. But now she's become like a huge figure of the resistance to Trump. Uh, Sarah Kenzior wrote the foreword to this book. <laughs> <laughs> and what this book is, it says the list, a week by week reckoning of Trump's first year. Experts in authoritarianism advise to keep a list of things subtly changing around you so you'll remember. What the book is, is just a day by day summary of publicly available news stories compiled <laughs> for every day over the last year. It's like, and like we've been laughing at QAnon, but one of the, um, one of the items I just flipped to at random in this book was uh, item bullet point 20. Singer Billy Joel were a star of David during the encore of his sold-out show in New York City. That's it. <laughs> that, that's it. And, and then it's just like, like I said, the book is just a day-by-day collection of publicly available news items, just headlines, just like no further analysis. And it is just a map for someone to lose their hey, mind. You know, yeah, you know it's how... Like, it's like if you have someone who's teetering on the edge of political paranoia and you think maybe it's not going in a productive way for them or anything they believe in, give them this book to really push them over the edge into outright fantasy and paranoia. Yeah, yeah, this is the perfect gift for the aunt or uncle that you hate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know how you spent the past two years going online every day and reading the news headlines and not really absorbing everything but still getting made totally miserable by it? Now you can relive that entire... <laughs> experience but like have it presented in such a way that encourages you to draw disparate connections between everything that happens all the time well the you know the the liberals do have their own cue and it's it's russia now and it's it's uh say russia's was behind uh black lives matter or uh as eric arlen now apparently believes behind uh the 9-11 attacks and various school shootings yeah no, Eric Garland is QAnon for for like liberal resistance. Oh, absolutely! Sure. Yeah, like every single story about like uh, the the head of state in Tanzania stepping down is related to all the global elites uh, and their network of conspiracies against Russia and him in partic- against the United States and him in particular. They're all connected. and Guitar Center. <laughs> Guitar Center always figures in because he has a grudge against them. But, uh, uh, Will, lastly about uh, a QAnon and the march, I was just wondering, like, did anything, like, anyone told you that you talked to at the march stick out for you? 
I, I guess like the overwhelming thing was just like how, how these people seem to have some very legitimate grievances, you know, whether that be one guy said, uh, he was like, my teeth are falling out of my mouth. And, but yeah. like their solution then was to believe in QAnon and, 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 you know, as far as Eric Garland goes, I mean, the thing with him is like, I can see where he's cashing in. Like he's got this like premium Twitter feed, but I'm very curious about what Q is in it for. He's in it to blow the lid off this conspiracy. <laughs> dude. What are you talking about? Well, now, well, Will, um, you, I remember you reporting on the speakers at the QAnon event and you said a, the, the Stage was monopolized at one point by a sovereign citizen guy. Oh, yeah, there were there were multiple sovereign citizens. So like the, <laughs> they said, OK, this is going to be an open mic rally, which as someone there to see what they say. I mean, that's always like I'm like, here we go. And so, yeah, this sovereign citizen took took the stage. And, uh, you know, at one point I left and came back 15 minutes later and he was still going for it. And he was saying, you know, when I go to a courthouse, I tell bailiffs like you are a public servant and I am not. And they say. Okay, and that's proof, <laughs> that's proof did, that my uh, that my legal theories work. Did, did, did he like, talk about admiralty law? Oh, oh, absolutely. Hell yeah, there's a lot of yes. flag fringe and everything. Okay, awesome. That's that's a legit sovereign citizen. That's that's not any of that fake weak tea bullshit. I mean, I gotta say, I think the left could take some pointers from this QAnon rally because it's a big tent. You have people that think the police should be able to have jurisdiction from, you know, their district to Antarctica, apparently, to do global arrests of millions of child worshippers, child sacrifices. Child worshippers. <laughs> That's me, dude. That's what a good parent I am. I'm a child worshipper. Uh to people who literally believe the United States government is invalid, but they're all fighting for, you know, a general singular truth. Will, did anyone show up to the QAnon rally and just go, hey, guys, what's up? I'm Q. <laughs> Maybe wearing that Matthew Lesko question mark. That would, that would be that's like that would be on a pickup forum like. House. I score, dude. I tore, scored tons of conservative milf strange. I just said I was cute. <laughs> Wore a big fuzzy hat. With a... <laughs> I talked in riddles the whole time. Yeah, yeah dude. It was actually an adaptation of my uh, Riddler, uh, my Riddler sergeant technique from 2014. If you guys remember that. I mean. And and I think that you know it, it's funny, but as Will points out, I'm sure a lot of these people have very real problems in their lives. Oh, and tons of firearms. Yeah, and t- well, or, or that like the, theoretically, politics could address like dental insurance, for instance. But the fact that it is our they our politics absolutely doesn't address things like your teeth falling out of your head. So why the fuck wouldn't you believe that I, the government is run by a conspiracy of satanic pedophiles? There are conspiracy theorists in every government and every society, no matter how nice people's lives are materially. You know, people are just sick and fucking lonely and like their kids don't like them. So they have to have like a one up on everybody. And that's that they know something that everyone else doesn't know. What I fault the QAnon. These are probably like suburban, like solidly middle or upper middle class people. Well, what I fault them for is not so much believing in conspiracy theories. It's just believing in one as shoddily constructed as this. Because I mean, like like, I was reading these actual posts today and I'm sorry if you find any ins- if you can glean any insight from this whatsoever, like you are gone. Like I mean, it's just they're so boring and written in such a 
dumb fake like clipped style of like an intelligence report and it's like you're not james elroy okay you can't like not many people can write that style in an entertaining way so well look at scientology it was pretty shoddy religion from the start it's more interesting than this shit uh, I don't know. Scientology is like it's a fun linear story, but this is like this is but like that's what I'm saying. This is like Homestuck. This is the anti woke Homestuck. We should make our own QAnon thing. We could call it Zeanon. <laughs> we could really cash, and it could be fun like Homestuck. We could do MS Paint drawings and have the the fucking alien trolls and shit. People would love it. Oh yeah, and it could have positive messages like Homestuck. Yeah, let's make Homestuck. Let, no, let's let's just read Homestuck. Forget it, dude. dude. Let's move to China and just reprint Homestuck so we can't be sued. <laughs> Moving on from uh, from QAnon, uh, Will, I, I I do want to talk to you now about um, just sort of like do 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 a rundown of some of our some of our favorite characters on I guess what could be charitably described as the alt light. You know, these are a group of people who are very online and are always keeping it 100% real and normal all the time. <laughs> and a few of them lately have been having, uh, I don't know, they've, they've maybe hit uh, a little bit of a rough patch in their quest to bring the truth to people and sell merchandise and nootropics. And I want to begin with, uh, of course, you know, still the king, Gorilla Mindset himself, Mike Cernovich. It seems yeah. to me that Mike has made is at least he, he's always rebranding himself. Like a while ago, he tried to rebrand himself as sort of a a natsec intelligence reporter guy, and now it seems like he's trying to make the move into sort of new age DMT ayahuasca guy. Can you tell us what's going on with Mike? Yeah, absolutely. And and it's funny you say that. Mike actually just relatively recently did a blog post about him doing some sort of like ayahuasca type drug. Um, he, uh, yeah, so Mike, Mike is like, you know, as we we're discussing with QAnon, the, like the kind of traditional MAGA, like just like red hat kind of thing is losing steam a bit. And so people are going in different directions and Mike's has been to go in this kind of like, uh, like discussions of like energy and it's kind of this new, new age thing. He's talking a lot about consciousness and he was just tweeting recently. He was like, there's like a lot of energy at play in the world. Yeah. Like oh, in yeah. the past when there was all this energy, there was like the communist revolution and, uh, you know, the, the, all this other stuff. So he's 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 like kind of tapping into this uh, life force. Wait, I um, thought he was he always had a little energy bullshit in the background because I remember my favorite Cernovich post of all time when he said. Baron has such a powerful aura. It's even more powerful than Trump. So he was always, always had a little bit of this up his sleeve. You Dude, know, Cernovich my, always has a little more panache. Oh, my favorite was when he said he did breathing exercises and could hold his breath for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he, he, yeah, he keeps talking about a shift in the energy and he keeps referring to the simulation and that like the, the simulation is breaking down or do you, do you, can you discern what he's talking about with the simulation? Uh, no, I mean, it, 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 it's going on above my head. I mean, I, I think Mike is, uh, you know, he, he's, you know, he was just trying to do this thing where he was going to be like uh, essentially an event planner planner for like MAGA boomers. He was like throwing these parties across the country. And so now it seems like he's maybe lost interest in that and is trying to uh, tr trying to find a new, a new path that isn't, you know, it, it, he's kind of going back to his Pizzagate roots, but not quite. I just want to read briefly from a, a post that Mike did the other day called The Energy Has Shifted. 
And he writes here, several high consciousness people I've spoken to independently <laughs> told me they felt a shift in energy. Baron, he's talking about Baron. Something is going on. The feeling happened two to three weeks ago, and it wasn't about politics or elections. The feeling is much bigger. There has been an energy shift. Uh, read my new column. Democrats are losing the energy primary. <laughs> but like, Will, do you think that like, the, the, you know, whether it's Mike or and we're going to get into some of these other people, do you find that this sort of... Uh, this energy shift, shall we say, in the right wing from one grift to another does have to do something with the fact that Trump is beginning to wear thin and disappointment and then like that their actual concrete political goals seem further uh, out of grasp than they did even a year ago. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think these guys are becoming disillusioned with Trump, you know, whether it's like actually his policies or that they're like becoming disillusioned with him as a thing to hitch their careers to. Uh, you know, one of the things was the recent uh, Syria strike. We saw Alex Jones like go on a totally crazy rant about that. And uh, so, I mean, these guys are kind of trying to reposition themselves and see what's next. Mike also writes, whenever you talk about energy, haters appear. It's woo woo. <laughs> but this only shows that they are morons. You see energy measured every day, though it's wrapped up in terms like consumer confidence, inflation, and bubbles. Do I hate the energy haters? Yeah. <laughs> no time for them. So sick of it. Uh, he, I mean, I do, I like, I, I check in on a lot of this stuff out of morbid curiosity. I'm not as much of a professional uh, professional analyst as Will is, but uh I remember back when Scaramucci got fired, Cernovich had something that was like, you know, why would you work for Trump? Because he just he correctly identified like he just turns on everybody. He's like an unreliable guy and just doesn't do anything. And I thought it was kind of interesting because he was on that a little bit before everyone else was. And I was wondering what his next move was, because he's like a half dumb guy. He's half dumb, half clever. He kind of knows which way the tide is turning, but his he's like, oh, I can get a, get off this one and I'll get on the new bandwagon, energy. <laughs> <laughs> well, his last thing was crowdfunding a movie about getting banned. <laughs> and I don't, what happened to that? Is he still doing oh, that? Oh, funny you say that. Um, so Mike's latest movie, so his first movie I think was called Silenced. And Mike's latest movie is called uh, Hoaxed, I Hoaxed. think. And he just released some footage from it. Uh, all the all, all all the top guys, you know, you got your Stefan Molyneux, you've got uh, Scott Adams. I mean, the the whole gang is here for it. And Mike said the movie has something of a sci-fi feel. So uh, stay tuned. <laughs> well, in that they all look like fucking extras yes. from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, it does have a sci-fi feel. No, I'm looking at Mike here. He says. Uh, when I told people my work, work is capitalized. <laughs> when I told people my work was almost done, they took that in a depressing way. It never was. My job was to destroy barriers, and now others walk through them. Hoaxed will be my piece de resistance. Would you like to see a clip? Whenever I see a Cernovich tweet like that, and I'm talking not the ones that are just pandering shit like I love Trump or whatever... Uh, I swear to God, half the replies are just people yanking his chain and fucking with him. Well, uh, yeah, like like Baked Alaska, uh, Mike is a guy who seems to have kind of alienated some of his fans and uh, slash like a lot of his fans like seem to just exist to make fun of him. Do you think Mike like decided to uh, begin feeling this shift in energy after his night for freedom events uh, turned out so well? 
Yeah, I mean the uh, yeah the, the night for freedom was the uh, the parties I was uh, bringing up earlier. I mean those were uh, you know if you watch clips from them they they look truly horrific and <laughs> and it, it it's telling that Mike is like watching the other guys including uh, conservative stand up comedian Owen Benjamin the other guys on stage with him and he's saying like oh my God what am I doing here Well yeah when he was on stage with him he was looking at his phone for uh, most of the uh, <laughs> most of the event he was writing down his favorite jokes that Owen was telling. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was I think it was Owen Benjamin and I believe Gavin McGinnis, which is yeah. which is quite a doubleheader. Oh, um, you bring up Owen Benjamin. What what's up with that guy? Is he getting kicked out of the town he lives in in upstate <laughs> New York? <laughs> that was the last I heard from him. Well, so yeah, so Owen Benjamin got kicked off Twitter, and uh, you know his fans who call themselves unbearables, like bears that live in forests. I mean, it's a truly gruesome crew. And uh, they've been. I mean, he, it's not quite clear to me. He's been sending a lot of videos that like look like they're filmed like in a forest or or in a field and he's saying like you know like renegade or in exile or something so i mean there's always something going on with Owen. but like how is he how is he actually going to get kicked out of his town you know I, I'm, I'm no i'm no defender of owen benjamin but that seems maybe like a little much it's very biblical punishment like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. give him a staff and send you, him to to like some youtube convention do you remember the movie defiance with daniel craig yeah, well, they go, they go live in the woods yeah, and do the is, resistance. This is the new version of that. It's like, well, it's the opposite. It's like you have to live in the woods because you're so racist. <laughs> <laughs> to be a Nazi. Yeah. All right, so uh, Felix, you, you said that, that Cernovich is a guy who's sort of half smart. Yeah, I'd like yeah, to move yeah. on. I to guess quarter, maybe. A quarter, maybe. Uh, I'd like to move on to a guy now who is just 100% dumb. 100 all the way. I'm talking, yeah. of course, about Jack Prilosek or uh, or Bumble Jack. Just a, just a skull made out of dead wood. <laughs> just a, a fucking a, a hollow tree branch for a brain. Jack seems to have fallen on hard times. Uh, Will, is he divorced or not? Did his wife leave him? You know, evidence is a little unclear. Um, you know, people claim they see her with him or what have you. As you mentioned, uh, Jack's potential marital troubles, if, if they're real, uh, began after someone found his profile on Bumble. Uh, and so th there was a lot of him being like, you know, he would record these videos with his wife about like, you know, we're not really having marital trouble, right, sweetie? And then she's she's like stone faced. And he's like, didn't I get you a nice birthday present and all this <laughs> Jeez, stuff? They look like so hostage it's, videos. Uh, you know, it, it, it's not a great look for Jack either way. But um, yeah, like what, what's 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 the latest from uh, Jack Prilosek? What's he working on these days? So Jack actually is an interesting position. Uh, he just got hired at One America News Network, which is kind of like a like a rinky dink uh, Fox News rival. And they're doing this kind of like pivot towards like being like Syria truthers, like being like pro Assad and stuff. So, I mean, you know, that seems to be where where things are headed. So so Jack is, uh, you know, he, he's kind of becoming like a, a more traditional sort of cable news talking head. But but wasn't. Prelasek was like pro Trump's serious strikes last year. I didn't see what he was. This, I mean, you get the sense that Posobiec, like less so even than most of the other guys, believes any of it. He's just like pure huckster. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I would say he's up there with like, say, the uh, gateway pundits like Lucian Wintrich in like mm -hmm. sort of not even like pretending to be into it. He's like, yeah, you know, this is where. This is where it's at. So I guess I'll do this now. Moving on from Jack again, can't confirm if he is still married or not, or uh, if he's living that single life. Uh, how about you? You alluded to him earlier. How about Baked Alaska? You've you've you just you found out this thing where uh, apparently Baked has sort of alienated some of his 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 more hardcore fans. Could you talk about that? Yeah. So Baked Alaska is like in a, some remarkably dire straits right now. Um, oh, oh dear. So, 
So, so baked Alaska has, is living in LA and seemingly his apartment. And so, so he streams constantly. And of course, when you're live streaming, like as these guys are always doing, it gives your enemies like a, a lot of room to, to beef with you. And I won't even honestly, honestly, Will, I won't even post like photos from my apartment anymore because of the <laughs> dozens of shitheads will be like, oh, nice cactus, asshole. <laughs> everyone who tries to riff with you who doesn't know you, you like would be like, oh, having a nice day. And they'll be like. Dude, nice wall socket plate, you fucking idiot. <laughs> what? How did you find that in the I picture? would imagine in, in the baked Alaska mansion and the, you know, cast of characters that, uh, s- you know, circle around him, it must be even more ridiculous. So what's going on with Baked and his crew? Yeah, so so Baked Alaska, he's his live streaming has sort of attracted a lot of L.A. types who are like trying to to make it famous themselves, and they're not necessarily as racist as the, the traditional <laughs> Baked Alaska crew. So so you have a lot of kind of like aspiring actors and stuff like hanging out with him, and then Baked Alaska. I mean, the key thing to understand about the Baked Alaska stream is that his fans can pay like one or two dollars to get the computer to read a message to Baked Alaska and his friends. And so they'll say things like, you know, like, who's that dumbass in the back? And then that guy will go like, what? Like, what'd you say to me? And so, like, they, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. So you can pay $2 to insult Baked oh, Alaska well, to God. his face? Well, I, yeah, I mean, exactly. That's actually so a very canny business model for him. I, I mean, these people are basically there to, like, get abused by the Baked Alaska, like, Discord chat. I mean, the kind of the, the, the worst <laughs> way this has happened to Baked Alaska was, like, he loves going out in public and, like, baiting people, and especially people on restaurant patios, which is where previously a woman grabbed his phone and broke it. Um, he, <laughs> and then the police that. wouldn't help him. Uh, anyway, so, so in this case, he, he starts arguing with this crew on a patio. And these, these women actually seem like not particularly like upset by baked Alaska's presence. And then some of the commenters start paying money for the phone to start saying he's a sex offender. <laughs> and so, oh my God. And, and so like people like get really nervous and they call the police on baked Alaska. And then the, po- oh. the police come and baked Alaska, of course, also has a sideline in like being a huge fan of police. Like he's recorded a pro cops. Oh, we, oh, we, oh, we, played, so, we played it on the show. It's one of my favorites. We love our cops. Our law enforcement. Remember the day. Yeah. <laughs> so so he's, he's trying to convince the cops that like, you know, he's saying stuff like, man, blue lives matter. And the cops are not having it. He's like, I love cops. And they're like, yeah, OK. And then he starts doing like, am I being detained? Am I being detained? So, <laughs> baked, oh, baked, baked Alaska, baked Alaska cast blue lives matter. It's ineffective. Baked, Ala- baked Alaska cast fringes on the flag. <laughs> does two damage. <laughs> Will, what I think is so funny about that is that like Baked Alaska, despite, you know, genuinely loving the police and being, you know, a MAGA guy or as genuine as someone like him could possibly be, he still looks like an absolute fucking like improv comedy hipster shithead wannabe. So when he's going up to cops being like, I love cops, man, blue lives matter. It's like, I could imagine them interpreting that in the most sarcastic way possible to be like, I'm going to fucking shove a taser up this guy's ass you know i when i went to the renaissance fair there was this <laughs> booth where uh, a man is sitting there i think his head is through a hole in a, in a, a plywood board and you buy tomatoes for one dollar and you can just throw them at him and that's big Alaska's job now he's digitized that model yeah, i think when, it's brilliant when, yeah when trump like just makes himself a monarch and ex- uh, the democrats allow it in exchange for like i you know like another round of russia sanctions he's gonna be like we have the best court jester ever we have the court fool 
baked Alaska. Jared of, is, of course, the court Jew. Very happy to have him. <laughs> But, uh, Will, uh, the other thing you mentioned about uh, the tension between Baked Alaska and his fans is sort of a, a John and Yoko situation. Oh, yeah. There's a young lady in Baked Alaska's life who is sort of uh, – his fans are worried they're going to sort of break up the band or something or, like you said, maybe is not as racist as they are. Yeah, so this is a young woman named Sweet Erin, uh, according to how Baked Alaska describes her. And she's – She's kind of, she's been saying like, don't be mean to Baked Alaska, like Baked Alaska is being so racist, stop being an anti-Semite. And the fans are getting very upset about this. But w- when this truly comes into play is that then the other racist YouTube personalities have Baked Alaska and Sweet Aaron and Baked Alaska's manager, who's another woman on their streams. And then the, these two women start fighting over control of Baked Alaska. And so it's, uh, you know, he's, he's quite a prize apparently. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's just a lot of back and forth and, uh, it's not going great for, uh, for baked Alaska. It reminds me of the end of Barfly where Alice Krieg and Faye Dunaway fight each other for, uh, Mickey (laughs) Rourke playing uh, shit heel Henry Chinoski. Finally, uh, this is a guy, I don't think we've ever checked in with this one, but this is an interesting story that happened a, a couple weeks ago. The outing of longtime like proto alt right Twitter account Ricky Vaughn by now permaband political <laughs> campaign run by Paul Nealon the most banned man on the, the most internet. Yeah, the, the most banned man ever Paul Nealon who got kicked off Gab for doxing Ricky Vaughn if if Paul Nealon tries to post on like a tour child porn server they'll be like whoa dude okay to leave <laughs> what could you could you describe like the the background to this this beef between paul nealon and ricky vaughn uh yeah absolutely so you know in, in a weird way uh paul nealon is uh so he, he's like a harder edged alt-right guy than ricky vaughn and ricky vaughn of course you know the poses as the character from major league and uh but he's considered a more moderate what they call an optics cuck because he doesn't think people should be like he's, he's like we can be Nazis, but like we shouldn't be dressed like Nazis, and so um, so they kind of had this feud, and then Paul Nealon doxed Ricky Vaughn and sort of outed him as this like very like milk toast uh, East Coast guy. Yeah, he's and he's, so, he's fancy pants. He's an insufferably preppy shithead who lives on the Upper East Side and went to like some fancy North New England boarding school and like yeah you talk about optics he's like we shouldn't dress like Nazis we should dress like a fucking Abercrombie and Finch catalog so I can kind of see why an actual Nazi like Paul Nealon I mean they're both actual Nazis I'm sorry to make a distinction but but I can imagine why a guy like Paul Nealon uh, would hate Ricky Vaughn yeah, exactly. I mean, so these guys were at each other's throats and this was kind of like the big civil war within Gab. Uh, and so Gab had to kick Paul Nealon off. And it, of course, Gab is where you go in the first place when you get kicked off Twitter. So now, like, where does he go? Uh, you know, who kn- who knows? He's been it's kind of getting kicked out of like the, the exiles area already. It's ironic because Paul Nealon was the biggest pro posters rights politician in the country. He had an entire page on his campaign website devoted to his proposal to nationalize Facebook or something to make sure that people can post whatever they want. And then he ends up banned for his uh, for his speech. Ironic. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, he had like like legislation ready to go to like that. You couldn't be be banned ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> but um. So uh, what is up with uh, Ricky Vaughn now? I mean, does he still have a job uh, at like, you know, whatever bank he was working for? Yeah, I mean, so uh, he's really been keeping a low profile. I mean, like people really uh, kind of the the optics crew has sort of rallied around him as a martyr. 
And, uh, you know, he sort of won in a way. I mean, he he got doxxed, obviously. And uh, I think his father had even his father had some like pretty negative things to say about him. Uh, But (laughs) uh, but Paul Nealon obviously has, you know, and and, and so then Paul Ryan, right, shortly after this, Paul Ryan said he was retiring. And now all the alt-right guys who normally would have rallied around Paul Nealon are like, you know, he's really alienated his last constituency at a really like crucial point for him. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, like, like I said, Ricky Vaughn is a guy I've been familiar with long before, like, the alt-right was even a thing. Yeah, he was no, like, he was an originator. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, at least, and getting it, like, known. And correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he pretend that he was, like, a long-haul trucker? Yes. <laughs> yes, he did. He, yeah, he, he pretended, like, his... <laughs> That's a prospector's job, you piece of shit. Yeah, no, like, he, he pretended his day job was that he was a long-haul trucker, and he was like, you know, speaking for like the the Trump voting American before that was even a thing. And he's like, you know, and being a white supremacist and, he, you know, but it turns out, I mean, he he's an Upper East Side fancy lad. Well, there are a lot of Upper East Side truckers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like he, he he played like lacrosse at a boys boarding school. I think. Yeah, there's a lot of space in those back of those trucks. <laughs> he set up a whole lacrosse build. Anyway, uh, yeah, that that's Ricky Vaughn. Uh, what's his real name again? Just to get it out there even further to hopefully make his life worse. Ooh, well, I'm not sure. Junior. Uh, <laughs> oh, walked into that one. Yeah, own dude. <laughs> well, um, Will Summer, thank you so much for joining us and uh, you know checking in on some of our favorites. Honestly. There is nobody who covers the alt-right and sort of fringe right-wing politics in America better than Will Summer and the Right Richter newsletter, which if you're not signed up for, we will have a link in the show description, and I would highly recommend that you do it. And and the Right Richter Patreon. We will have links to both of those. Um, Premium content is very good. Yeah, there is always something very funny and interesting happening. And like I said, nobody covers it better than Will. So, Will Summer, thanks again so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Have a good one. (laughs) Okay. And we're back once again. That was Will Summer. Uh, Now, of course, uh, we can't let today's show end without talking about one of the funniest media controversies (laughs) currently roiling the interwebs. And I'm, of course, talking about uh, Joy Ann Reed of MSNBC and the saga of her 2005-era blog being hacked by persons unknown to apparently make her seem more homophobic than what she's already admitted to. It was Killer Michael. Killer Michael did it. (laughs) And we want to, before we start the segment, we want to be clear. We are... Oh, let me be clear. Let me be clear. Uh, Joanne Reed insulted me as a gay man. Uh, No. no, uh, We're the last people who ever want people like fired for bad posts. We're very much against that. Our whole hook on this is that it's insanely funny. Well, I yeah, we don't care, nor should you, whether Joy Ann Reed has a job at MSNBC. You know, she's a weekend cable news host yeah, on a it, shitty cable news network, like watched by your parents. So more people would watch Joy Ann Reed if she moved into the Phase House as a pro gamer. Like ten times more people would see her. Like it, it's a, it's of no consequence to me whatsoever whether she keeps her job or not. And if anything, I don't think MSNBC actually should fire her for I'm this. I'm just anti-firing people for but this But, like, the, I mean, it's funny, of course, because Joy Ann Reed and many of her prominent defenders now online have made a sort of a name for themselves over the last year or two of trying to do exactly that. If not get yes. people fired, yes. you know, 
to elevate comments made by the followers of a politician or a political movement on Twitter to be a stand in for that entire political movement mm. and make that like the issue of the day is, again, bad posts and ignorant comments on social media, which I think is stupid. And I'll, I'll be consistent here and I'll say, I think it's stupid in this case, too. However, it is still incredibly funny. Yeah, and that's it's, why it's worth talking it's, about. Let's start out with the funniest thing we saw, Joan, okay. Joan Wick. Joan Wick. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw it this morning, but uh, Joan Wick, Joan Walsh of Salon.com, got into, got into it with Glenn Greenwald. And Glenn was um, attempting to sort of like nail down, because Joan was saying, I've, I've known Joy for years and years and years. I published her on Salon before she was famous, and I used to read her blog, and like I've never... You know, saw I never had any hint that she harbored these homophobic uh, beliefs, or I never saw the the posts in question. And uh, Greenwald was questioning her on this, and uh, Joan responds, "What do you think I'm saying, Glenn? What's so hard for you to understand? Of course, I did not see any tweets of the kind back when I was reading her blog. What are you asking? You don't really want me to turn against you, Glenn. Trust me, you don't." Glenn, don't do this to me. Don't and make me uh, do and this. Then, the only thing I had left was an NMSNBC weekend news show, and they took it from me. So when people are asking me if I'm back, yeah, I'm back. They've been asking me, are you black Irish? <laughs> well, guess what? I'm pretty fucking black Irish now. Uh, listen, no- listen up, Dimitri. There are only two white people on the polling station and they're voting for Bernie and then everyone else is black plus me (laughs) (laughs) so she says you really don't want to turn me against you Glenn trust me you don't and Glenn says uh, threatening me with B-movie mafia script for asking a sincere question about a line of reasoning you published is odd behavior for a journalist I've been threatened by scarier people Joan responds to that it wasn't a threat Glenn it was a statement of fact I I have a very certain set of skills. I can post, post, <laughs> post, also post, post, and then call your boss, and then post. You do not want a man with my skills, a woman with my skills, um, going against you. This is a statement of fact. But yeah, no, I mean, I guess like what's what's interesting to me about the the Joy Reid thing is just like how many people uh, just really love and care about her show. Yeah, and I just like really feel like um, I mean I guess like you know we all have you know there are people who are fans of our podcast who may take it personally if we get attacked or whatever as or, they should you yeah know, absolutely is, they should lay family, down their lives yeah. for us but um, I guess you know a podcast weekend MSNBC show I mean again hard to tell where to draw the line here all but, this shit is stupid all this shit is stupid it's inconsequential it doesn't affect anything the people on the other side who are like we need to get her out of there. It's like, you know what you will. First of all, the person they're going to slot in that put in that joy Reid spot. If they fire her, will be like a guy who's Jordan Peterson's understudy or something mm-hmm. because the boss of MSNBC is like a big conservative, or it will just be like another resistance person who sucks. It doesn't matter. And if you, more people would see it. If you join Dr. Disrespect stream and cheered him a thousand bits and said us out of everywhere. Like, significantly more people would be pleased. Well, are are people actually calling for Joanne Reed to lose her job? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, like, a lot of the people, like, you know, the the people who were her, you know, like, I guess, 
I mean, I, again, I have seen people demand that MSNBC fire her. To be honest, it seems now that if she does get fired, it won't be for any of these posts, which, like I said, did have the kind of casual homophobia that basically every liberal engaged in until about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think if she gets fired or loses her job, it'll be because of the ridiculous lie that uh, her blog was hacked and that she apparently hired this guy named John Nichols, who is a Garland-esque fraud <laughs> oh, who dude. purports to be I, a cybersecurity expert. I, I have this. This is Mediaite. The self-declared, quote, current cyber guy, former PSYOP guy, goes by the handle WVU Alpha Soldier on Twitter, where he posts a stream of self-serious bizarre ramblings. After NBC released a statement regarding his work for Reed, however, Nichols deleted all of his account's old posts, went on a tweet storm declaring a lockdown of his account, and then placed it on protected mode so non-followers could not see his tweets. Yeah. Ma- ma'am, I'm entering a cyber lock. This is the cyber Alamo. Ma'am, Miss Reed, I will protect you. So, like, and then his the cybersecurity expert, John Nichols, was the guy who was issuing statements to the press on her behalf, you know, saying that he was part of the team that, like, reported to the FBI her blog being hacked or something. And again, it's, like, not beyond the realm of possibility that this could conceivably happen it's just sort of like occam's razor at this point yeah yeah why like what is the more convincing explanation here really Uh, here's a little more about nichols nichols who calls himself quote an information operations soldier on his linkedin page (laughs) also claims his background is in military propaganda in a sincerely tweet he even touted his ties to the 2011 u.s attack on libya quote from him nah i'm a senior leader I'm a senior psyoper. I find your civilian disruption to be cute. By the way, by way of example, I could have influenced the propaganda mission of Libya. I chose not to. <laughs> wow, dude. It just it seems like there is an inexhaustible supply of these guys who pretend to be spies online because they're good at the internet. Then like that is yeah. their claim to expertise is doing comms or ops or something incredibly like opaque and ridiculous and they have the same concept of the internet uh as portrayed in the 1994 sandra bullock thriller the net <laughs> uh we got into the mainframe yeah these are all guys who say i'm in when they, just, <laughs> yeah. they boot up chrome and they're like i'm in well, they're, they're juice from sons of anarchy <laughs> <laughs> okay one, one last quote from him he continued by saying he gave up on hacking his quote junior year of high school for, <laughs> anyway, for vagina what what the what he gave up hacking for vagina i just like again uh, that this is that's so dan quinn like you know i I actually i could have gone fucking varsity and then nfl and hacking (laughs) then i started getting pussy have you ever seen a white boy get in the mainframe like this (laughs) but imagine your joy reed and uh okay whether you did them or not like people are saying like oh here are some more old bog clips where you're like broke back mountain more like no thank you mountain ooh. So what I find what I find funny about this is like if if you're Joy Reid, whether these things are true or not, like someone has dug up these sort of casually homophobic, perhaps making too light of yeah. gay people or, it's, or it's, trans it's, people. It's tittering, it's just sort of you know? t- tittle tattle, yeah, right. snickering about you know gay sex or whatever. Right, right, and that's really the thing. She. I mean, none of this would be a big deal if she had just said, yeah, I know I, I that was wrong. I apologize. I've learned from that experience and I'm good now. 
and everyone would have just forgotten about it. some like wags would still bring it up every once in a while to dunk on her but whatever you just ignore that well all you could just say is like i believed as hillary clinton did at the time yeah you yeah. know what i mean well, like well so, so, so that so the other thing is she can't do that because she like all the other members of the liberal commentariat who are who are circling the wagons to defend her uh, they're also remorseless scolds who do yep. the same mm-hmm. thing, who uh, would like to dig up someone's pre-woke period and so on, and as well try to get them fired. Well, I think what I think is funny is if we're going to get into this arms race about pre-woke periods on social media, it does seem like the scolds have a far worse pre-woke period than anyone that they're going after. Probably. I mean, they have a longer Because they tend to be older, more confused. You know? Yeah, they've been posting on blogs for like 20 fucking years now. <laughs> yeah. And well, and well, the amazing thing is, you know, they have suspended all disbelief, all critical thinking skills just to defend her. Uh, off, some of them are, there's some rumblings that Russia was involved with this. Just whatever, just just defend Joy at all costs. Well, I, I did Joy Reid escort. I did vision. see, I think it was Charlie Pierce said, like, in the week that we find out about Hannity and all of his, like, the properties that he's flipping through HUD or whatever, or, uh, like, other conservative media figures are getting dinged, or the Mueller report, oh, now Joy Ann Reid, one of our most important voices, this important has a controversy. Was an audience Coincidence? That's, that's definitely smaller than fucking ours. fucking dolt. And it's like, fucking dolt. Well, this is what? A- <laughs> that's the That's the person they take down is Joanne Reed. It's not Maddow, who's far, fi, uh, like way higher rate. Yeah, fucking idiot. Holy shit, dude. Is there is there fucking is there ether in that newsboy cap he wears? What the <laughs> fuck? It's, I, Charles Pierce. I, I remember really liking. He has some good like, articles, thought, man. Like, he has some good articles. That George Zimmerman acquittal post he wrote was great he has some great articles i don't know but the point is like the the point is like it's dumb we've we've now it's all dumb but like people are so dug into their positions now that if you are joy reed or her defenders you can't just be like look it was bad i i believe differently now i realize that like these things are hurtful and i shouldn't joke about them or you can hire John Nichols, cybersecurity <laughs> hacker, to claim that your the, the internet wayback machine has been altered in some regard yeah. to like create fake screenshots. Well, I mean, what like, we have here is a classic tactical Mandela effect. Yeah, uh, uh, Miss Reed, I'm putting on my fingerless hacking gloves. Uh, have you ever noticed that the spelling of the Berenstein Bears is different than how you remember it? And it's a no. It's a tremendous self own. It's it's nearing Eichenwald levels of self own, frankly, yeah. because it's literally the Carl Diggler defense that he would use whenever he was caught uh, sending DMs to Susan Collins at four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, none of these, and that, and that, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the, the hypocrisy is just obvious, and Glenn is just like kind of patiently, um, you know, wading through it and piecing it together in this uh, reporter tone. But you don't even need that to see how ludicrous it is because absolutely none of if, if, if this happened to Eric Erickson who said uh, yeah I was hacked to make me really racist for my entire life uh, no one would believe yeah, that everyone would laugh at him there wouldn't be I love the identical posts from people from like Jeffrey Tubin like all the every like everyone in the CNN is the kindest warmest bravest yeah, person she's yeah. an important voice yeah pr- uh, what did you see Joe, Joe Connison the Clinton's official biographer said hands off Joanne Reed punks Critical support for Joanne <laughs> Reed. <laughs> so, again, what's the lesson to be learned here? Mostly nothing. No, but it no. Could, it could just be none like, of you will remember this in a week. <laughs> or I mean, uh, just the, the people in the media who invest, who care deeply about cable news, are funny. 
Uh, most of them are pretty dumb. But if maybe we could just take this as a lesson to like maybe uh, sort of like do a like arms control when it comes to people's uh, dumb or slightly offensive posts on social media. It won't happen. No. Nah. Well, that's the problem. No, is yeah. that that's what I the the point I made about this is that all these people are in a terrible bind because there's no way that they can make a honest and like you know true defense of Joy Reid without disarming their you know greatest weapon against the cursed Bernie bro, which is you know uh, how dare you? Yeah, exactly. Though I I, I I do want to say there is maybe one other lesson, and I was doing some cyber uh, security research recently, and did you know that? A hacker or perhaps a group of hackers have inserted some problematic things in the archives of this show. What? Oh, no. Are you serious? Yeah, they yeah. Some, their voices? There, yeah, there was some. Yeah, they they had the voices perfectly. There were a few, you know, off color jokes. They even did digital manipulation in Hollywood. I I've <laughs> I've talked to my cybersecurity expert, uh, USMC uh, cyber cyber sniper. Uh, he told me that. Russians have found a way to imitate American mispronunciations and insert them into my audio tracks. Jesus, to embarrass that's, me. That's devious. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it now. Yeah, Just yeah. rest assured that if we've ever said or done anything on the podcast or on Twitter that you find offensive or bad, uh, it wasn't us. Well, we will be taking proactive measures. From now on, we are recording every episode of the show in incognito mode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bottom line, guys. But just be clear, going on the computer rocks. <laughs> it owns. Yeah. Um, oh, looking forward, speaking of the computer, special episode with me and Chris Wade coming. Ooh. To, to be clear, it is on my show. Right? Oh, I, I, I didn't read that part. <laughs> Man, I should start reading all my DM. I should start reading the entire DM I get. Whoops. Oh, well. I mean, I would love to plug my show, but we'll do it after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you guys are going to talk about the the probably the hugest issue of importance that we did not address at all today, which is Kanye West's alt right heel turn, which has been consuming the internet in a way that is unhealthy. But I pretty you know, funny, pretty also extremely funny. Can you imagine Kanye saying, "I'm bringing jobs back like Stevie"? <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. So, yeah, uh, you and Felix are going to delve deeply into the Kanye West conundrum on your podcast, Chris. Yes. So if you're interested in, in Felix and Chris completely unpacking everything you wanted to know about Kanye West, politics, and everything in between, stay tuned for that. So what do you say, guys? Till next time? Till next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.